When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice. D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pop, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Oh, welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you to Pick Me, a Trophy Dark Incursion. This special holiday arc features our GM, Tom McGee. 
play as Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, and Laura Elizabeth, along with special guests Guy Bradford and Claire Blackwood. What happens when the dum-dums become toys competing to be a child's favorite on Christmas? Nobody knows because it's one shot. <laughs> Pick Me Edition. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pick Me, a Trophy Dark Incursion by Brian Sago. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Trophy, uh, Trophy is a beautiful, beautiful system uh, that got kickstarted by handsome folks like me um, earlier this year. Um, it is uh, powered by the Apocalypse system, but has been kind of tweaked uh, a bunch. And it is, uh, I think, probably my favorite roleplay system of all the ones I've, I've played with. Uh, it's got such an interesting flavor and tone, and um, so much of the uh, so much of it is baked right in, which is great. And it's also really powered by the community, which is wonderful. Uh, the books they're releasing have uh, what are known as incursions in them. Uh, written by community members it's got a huge thriving community and it's so user and player friendly which is part of the reason uh i love it and it's something that um you'll gradually be seeing i think more and more of uh from us here at dum-dums um you uh may have encountered trophy uh, once before we did do a one shot um an attempted live one shot a long time ago with claire uh claire blackwood um that was uh, a lot of fun aside from like the three hours of tech hijinks uh, that preceded it um but uh regardless uh it's a wonderful system and this one i'm particularly excited about because pick me is a christmas themed incursion so we're going to jump into it in just a few minutes for those of you who are unfamiliar with trophy uh or powered by the apocalypse um it's a 2d6 system so nice and simple basically the way the system works uh, if you know monster of the week um or blades in the dark all those are powered by the apocalypse um, but basically, it's a 2D6 system, so for any time a character is trying to do something that um, involves risking either their mental well-being or their physical well-being, we go to the dice. So for a lot of the narrative stuff, we don't need to roll, which is admittedly kind of how we do things on Dum Dums and Dice anyway. Um, but when you roll, uh, essentially, one or two, it's a fumble. It went real bad, and as the GM, I'll describe what happened. Um, if it is a, uh, oh Jesus, three to four. Yeah. Three to four. Um, good news. It worked, but there's a complication. So I'll explain, uh, I'll have you explain players, uh, what you did, uh, how it, how it succeeded. And then I'll add the complication. Or if it's depending on the kind of role, I might explain the complication first. And then you tell me how you succeed with that complication. It's a lot of what we do with the Genesis system as well. All of it's just, again, figuring out the interesting ways we can fail. If it's a five or six, you fucking killed it. Great work. Uh, you just get to tell me how you did it and how cool it was. And I get to be like, oh, man, I can't stop you. Um, I don't ever have dice. Uh, dice don't exist for me. Um, the major tools at my disposal are moves that I can take against you if you fuck up with your dice. Um, so we'll keep an eye out for those. The other system in play is, of course, the Devil's Bargain. Um, I stole the Devil's Bargain from Blades in the Dark, uh, which in turn took it from, I believe, Powered by the Apocalypse. They may have been the first to introduce it. Regardless, it's baked in here. Um, I'll offer them like crazy. Uh, and basically, the Devil's Bargain will uh, allow you to add an additional dice to your dice pool. But it comes at a cost. Um, the other thing that's worth noticing or paying attention to in, in this is something called Ruin. Um, so Ruin is when you legitimately risk your, your mental uh, and physical safety to try and accomplish your goal. So regardless, if it's if it's something that we think actually needs dice, we'll go to the dice. 
But if you're like, I absolutely, uh, the, the easiest example is uh, if I need to reach into a box full of blades and pluck out a gem that's in the middle of it, I that's a dangerous roll. So there will be risk associated with that. And I can kind of push it by adding more to it. Um, so those dice uh, are a different color. Um, traditionally, it's kind of a black and white dice thing. Uh, players, if you don't have different colored dice, uh, please just keep in mind which one is Ruin. Um, it's a little bit similar to the hunger mechanic in uh, Vampire the Masquerade. It's basically the dangerous piece that's kicking around. It'll be in almost all of your rules. Now, Tom, when you say it's a 2d6 system, you mean we are rolling two dice and choosing the highest number, correct? Uh, it is a 1d6 system. I'm There wrong. we go. <laughs> Um, the additional dice are, yes. Uh, so, for example, if you are adding risk or you've taken a devil's bargain, you can add additional dice to your your rolls. I think it's devil's bargain is a white die and feature is a black die. Or what gives us the, the spooky dice, Tom? Um, so devil's bargain is good dice, just normal dice. Great. You're all good. Um, ruin is your spooky dice. So um, spooky dice can happen if something bad happens, but basically... Um, uh, it's known as a risk roll. You can add um, uh, a dark die to increase your odds of succeeding, but if that's the one that you succeed on, it's kind of a messy success. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, So, and we'll talk about that as we go. So, uh, again, in my prior example, if I'm just trying to pluck this gem out of the, the dagger box and I don't actually care if I get it, I might not push that hard. I might be, like, doing that, like, ooh, ooh, ooh thing where I'm, like, getting close, but if it seems dangerous, I just won't do it. If I'm, like, I'm getting that fucking gem, if I'm Quinny and I'm, like, I'm getting that fucking gem, you would add a risk dice on top. So my odds go up, but the odds of me taking damage or um, either mentally or physically rise. In the, in, in the specific circumstances of trophy, um, that means something a little bit different than... Um, some other games. So in some other games that just might mean like, oh, my hand is bleeding. I lose a hit point, whatever. Um, trophy uh, is a game of, of uh, erosion and corruption. So it might just be that you are slowly succumbing uh, to the spirit of Christmas or the whims of the child. Um, in traditional trophy, this means like the will of the forest is slowly overwhelming you. In this case, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, once again, we'll touch on these uh, whenever we go. But yes, essentially, when your character attempts a risky task, uh, say what will happen, um, and then gather six-sided dice. So you take one light-sided dice if the task is something your character would be able to do because of one of their skills. Take another light dice for devil's bargains, and a dark die if you're willing to risk your character's mind or body in order to succeed. So you could theoretically have three dice um, to pick from on your highest result. But if it's that dark dice your spoopy. ruin will rise and yeah. spoopy Christmas. Yeah. In star Wars terms, it's like you start using the dark side and like slowly get the weird dark side veins from the video games that never show up in the movies. And Tom, and the other trophy rule that I remember really standing out is if we try to fight a monster, we die. Right. Generally speaking. Yes. Um, cool. uh, <laughs> okay. Now again, trophy normally has a bunch of monsters. Monsters aren't exactly a thing here, but it, the best way to think about this is um, that uh, if you take a risk roll to try and defeat a monster, you die. So instead you're willing to hide or to escape or to use oh, okay. a feature against it. Um, again, the goal isn't like, I will fight this and I will win because it's going to win. And that's the thing to know about trophy. The child will win. None of you get to win, but one of you might get picked. So that'd be nice, maybe. Um, so yes, uh, don't think in traditional D&D, like I, I punch it rules. Think more so like, uh, it's like fighting a shark. I'm going to punch it in the nose in the hopes that I can get away. Not that the punch will somehow kill the shark. 
It's going to make the shark angrier, but I might be able to leave for my extensive shark fighting background. Yeah, I mean, we're all Canadian. We fought sharks. Yeah, truly. Uh, it's <laughs> the only way you pass kindergarten. Um, cool. Um, so any other questions from the players before we get going? Uh, we also have special guests, uh, Claire Blackwood and Guy Bradford, uh, who will be cameoing uh, in various places throughout the show. So oh, can- Tom, I was just double checking the rules. It's actually one to three we fail, four to five complication, and six succeeds. So our odds of success are low on one die. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you should maybe risk some things then. Ooh. Ready yeah. to risk it. Spooky. Ready to risk it for the biscuit. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. I will. Interesting. The toys never left Santa's workshop. Uh, cool. Um, any other questions? Anything else on anyone's mind? Great. I don't think so. Nah. Excellent. Uh, then I'm going to... Uh, just writing one to three bad, four to five okay, six good. That'll help my brain later. Go. I'm getting uh, a sixth sense of pleasure by using like the dice I used for Alan in 2099 for like the bad shit. <laughs> I won't forget that. <laughs> All right, Tom, I think we're good then. Fuck yeah. Then uh, I'm going to just check the chat box one more time. We're good. All right. Uh, And on that note, we begin. Child, please to bed. I need my rest. I am grandma, not one to test. The man in red arrives so soon. Santa sees you so bright to the moon. The elves created all you desire. He left your gifts there by the fire. They say your heart has space for one. So dark, I pray that they are wrong. From yellow windows rimmed with frost I weep. This child is truly lost. The child must make a choice. Pick me, toys. You will be the damned trophy. The child is hungry, jealous, greedy. The child wants and wants and wants. And in this, the season of material excess, the child shall have. Each of you is a toy, a perfect, wonderful gift that could make any child's heart soar. In this case, you are vying for the affection of one child who wants a few too many. So we begin in what's known as the first ring. All trophy games take place in five rings as we descend deeper and deeper, theoretically into the woods, but in this case, into the Christmas spirit. Mm. Um, So we begin with a letter to Santa. Santa settles his weight into a rocking chair and lights a pipe and reaches into a massive stack of unread mail, taking a brief sip of hot cocoa from a rounded goblet that is is a pale yellowish white with odd holes in it. Very small, smaller than a goblet should be. But he lifts this fond vessel to his mouth, takes a sip, puffs his pipe, and takes a bone-handled letter opener and tears into a wish from the child. The handwriting is full of hope and want. Some of the letters are adorably reversed like a little scamp would. Some of the words are curved where the paper ends, if the child hadn't finished writing all they had to say. And the letter describes you, all of you. 
Santa, the man in red, looks at it, mutters under his breath as the smoke curls through his yellowed whiskers. Seems like more than one child can handle. But it's not Santa's place to say what the child's wants are. It is the child's, and those wants shall be met. So, my friends, in this particular arc, uh, you don't exist just yet. Uh, you are an idea of the child committed to paper and, and thus transferred uh, to the man in red. So what I want from, from this particular segment, uh, in each ring, um, you'll encounter two types of things, terrors and temptations. Terrors, things that should drive you away. Temptations, things that will draw you further and further uh, towards the spirit of Christmas and the child. Um, you are but an idea. Now, each of you has created a character uh, already. I'm, I'm joined uh, today by our, our uh, core Dum Dums and Dice cast, uh, Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, and Laura Elizabeth. Each of you has come up with a character, but you knew it wasn't going to be that simple, right? There will be complications. So you exist right now in your heads the way you exist in the child's, as the perfect version of yourself. So what I need from each of you first is why does the child desire you and what promise do you offer that no other toy can match? You don't need to describe this in character if you don't want to. You can describe it the kind of way we normally do because, again, you don't actually exist yet. You've yet to been, be built. Um, so whoever wants to start, uh, tell me, why does the child desire you? Uh, I mean, I know why the child desires me because I'm, I'm like the total package. I'm equal parts delicious, educational, and playful. So I don't know like what else you could want from a toy. Uh, excellent. Uh, and uh, Tyler, uh, what are you? I'm glad you asked, Tom. I'm not. <laughs> no, that I come from the uh, I come from the the twisty toy line. Mm. Yeah, uh, my customization is candy core, uh, uh, so I'm edible. And I am uh, William Howard Tafty, the edible toy made of taffy shaped like the 27th president of the United mm. States of America. Oh, God, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> give me that name again. William Howard Tafty. <sighs> Beautiful. <laughs> um, so I've got his wiki page open for <laughs> in case I need it. <laughs> So I don't know anything about this guy. Excellent. Um, all right. Uh, stay with that uh, for a moment. Um, because now that I've heard uh, what you are, uh, I'm ever so curious to hear about your fears. So stand by. Uh, Laura. Um, so I, I think what I provide the child is just like that sense of comfort. I'm someone who like really knows how to listen and, and you know, basically tell the child that like, we're in this together and you're going to get through everything. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, and uh, what, uh, what are you? Uh, I, I'm 2020 Barbie. <laughs> okay. Basically. Okay. So like, she's kind of like, she's got like a whole bunch of like pieces and add-ons that she can have. So she's got like the assembly required uh, toy line. Um, she's also, um, she weeps a lot. 
<laughs> because you know, like that's that's part of like having empathy. You know, she's she's gonna she's gonna cry with that child. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know, she's also she's also has like kind of like the fear that we all have, and she has a porcelain gaze that she can turn on. Um, so so she's got like um like a beautiful like pink blouse with like a blazer on the top she's got like chocolate stained sweats on the bottom um she's got like masks hand sanitizer like an i voted sticker um she's got a cell phone with like her therapist number on speed dial um she's got a sourdough starter uh she's got a ring light and she has all of it in a go bag on her back because the apocalypse could really hit at any time is in progress yeah yeah. Um, okay, 2020 Barbie. Love it. Um, and Ryan. Yeah, so the, the child would want my toy because everyone wants, you know, a taste of family. Everyone wants just a, a comforting thing that's been with them their whole life. But they also want something just a little bit different, you know, something that won't be exactly what everyone else has. Um, which is why uh, my character is Morky Mouse, a, uh, a Chinese knockoff of uh, a famous mouse uh, that looks just like him, except one eye is a googly eye and the other eye is painted on. Like it's one of those figures that you can like spin the arms, but that's about it. And the face is a little bit off. Uh, and then, uh, so, so it's obviously, he's, he's a cuddly, you know, he's a little bit furry. He's got a little squeak to him if you squish him. Uh, He's also a knockoff, which makes him a snob. I, I, Morky believes he is superior to everything else and that corporate dominance is important. Uh, and he has his own family, or as they might be known on the trophy sheet, expendable sidekicks. Uh, <laughs> his girlfriend, Minky, and his dog, Gorfy. Amazing. Gorfy. Um, <laughs> so I think it's safe to say the child was thinking of the famous mouse, but he's getting this would that be a fair uh yeah i'd be okay with that maybe there was a typo in the letter you know well, i mean don't spell very good so it became exactly what was asked for fair enough okay like we will absolutely get there uh but uh yeah okay good so um you are going to be built in the workshop um the the idea of all of you is is so clear um in the child's mind uh Perhaps they've never seen the original mouse and they, they think Morky's the only option. Um, so the good news is all of you from are from established toy lines. The elves know what's up. They know how to build you. Um, but there's something horrible um, fundamentally about existing only to serve the purpose of, of another being, um, to only have value in the eyes of the child because if you fail to live up to this platonic ideal of, of each of you, if you're not the perfect Tafty, Barbie, or Morky Mouse, they might not love you. And then what do you even exist for? So each of you is burdened by fears, as we all are. Um, so... I would like you to address what your fears might be. Some examples might include uh, fear of being unwanted. How might you fall short of the child's desires? Fear of being second best. How might you be inadequate? 
as a toy? What, what are the features you're missing? If there's a cool karate chop action G.I. Joe and you're just the regular G.I. Joe, are you really that cool? Um, or do you fear the man in red um, who is uh, even now starting to form you within his, his vast, ancient, unknowable intellect in a way that the elves will be able to, to conceive of? Or is it something else entirely? Um, so for each of you, um, we know what promise you offer, but what are you most afraid of? Uh, Tyler, we'll start with you. Um, well, Woodrow Wilson, first of all. Um, but uh, it's a serious rap from that. Yeah, you win. Tyler wins. I've given it to him. The child picked him. We're good. I, I think uh, Woodrow Wilson. My God. I think William Howard Tafty would be afraid of. Uh, getting dirty or, or filth in general um, because that's, that's like, he's, he's, he's lost like so much of his potential mm. uh, in that way. Um, since he is a, uh, what's it called? A, a, a candy core, um, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. a consumable treat or toy um, to be dirtied or sullied in any way would, would really, I think, be bad news for him. Cool. Okay. So then something I want you to keep in mind, Tyler, as um, you, uh, as we run this adventure is just how far you'll go to avoid becoming dirty. I think that's a, a wonderful thing for him to be obsessed with. Um, Cause you're absolutely right. It, you know, it's like buying a pair of white shoes. It's like such a fucking good idea in the <laughs> store. And then yeah. you walk outside the store and you're like, the world is filled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Howard Hughes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, great. That's fantastic. Please keep that in mind. Uh, Laura, what is uh, 2020 Barbie's fear? Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, other than like COVID and the end of the world, um, really her fear is like, um, I think the other Barbies mm. not letting her be released because I, I think... Um, I think she gets the sense that they think she's going to like sell you the reputation mm. of the whole Barbie line. Yeah. I like that. I wonder if there's something too to the idea, Laura, that um, since you were such a specific Barbie that you might actually be almost obsolete from the minute you're made. Like I might. Yeah. Like I'm very temporary and you know, it, I, it, I'm just a fad. Yeah. It, it's like buying like a Coney 20, whatever shirt and be like, haha, this is going to be a great joke forever. And then everyone's like, wait, what? And you're like, Oh, I didn't need this shirt. This was, this was a weird fad in the internet that, yeah. that doesn't matter. Uh, okay, great. I love that. Uh, so a uh, fear of becoming obsolete, but also a, a fear that the other yeah. Barbies won't accept you. Um, very, very cool. Um, all right. And uh, last, but certainly not least uh, Morky mouse. Uh, terrified of entering the public domain. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay no that's not it though i think actually morky is scared of essentially obsolescence like what if because morky's a classic but what if the new toys are the actual favorites like what if they've got more bells and whistles and that's what wins out because morky's just got you know 700 years of copyright <laughs> and it's very memorable so by that logic and kind of following the uh, the the progenitor DNA of of where Morky comes from, is the assumption that it, then that in Morky's mind, like he's been around forever and he's very popular, he's he's evergreen, 
but he's also evergreen and has been around forever. Like there's nothing yeah. special about a Morky Mouse. You can get those everywhere. They're how hidden current, in every movie. How can he compete with, movie? with the 2020 whatever? He's still the 1934 Morky Mouse. Yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. Great. Okay. I think he's not looking that current. Gorfy's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great, great. Love it. Um, okay. Um, now, as anyone uh, who's looked at my credit card statement lately, and based on how many times I've been hacked this year, probably all of you have, uh, you'll know Christmas is a time of great spending. Just excessive and stupid spending. Uh, there are temptations everywhere. Sometimes you buy video games of a cyberpunkly nature and then return them. Anything's possible at Christmas. Um, there are temptations uh, at this time of year. Um, those temptations can be excess, uh, excessive food, drink, purchasing, um, but also ego, taking up all the space at a family gathering, insisting on yourself at these places, indulging uh, a racist uncle. <laughs> um, there are temptations everywhere. Um, so the child requested you, specifically you. Oh, isn't that wonderful? How are you filled with hope? Tyler, we'll start with you. Um, I'm filled with hope that after... Uh, educating the child and enriching the child, giving the child joy, I will then get to be consumed by the child and we will become one. <laughs> yep. Yep. As the original Howard Taft wanted. <laughs> Amazing. All right, love it. That was his uh, his campaign slogan. It was just William consume me. Yeah, that's right. Consume me and we will become one, America. Yeah, it was a big fucking button, particularly for back then. It was, uh, yeah. It was rather Yeah, he large. actually gave out taffy. Um, yeah, he had to stop though, after there were so many complaints, uh, 2020 Barbie, um, how are you filled with hope? Uh, I think there's a part of me that, um, despite my fear of becoming obsolete, I also, I also think that, is it Mattel? Is Barbie yep. Mattel? Sure yeah. is. I, um, I, I'm hopeful that Mattel will kind of like bring hope into people's lives and build like a line of like PPE and like um, mm -hmm. a vaccination like accessories that can then be put on 2020 Barbie just so like people can like evolve with the time and their 2020 Barbie. Interesting. So you're basically, I love that because you're tying your hope into your greatest fear, which is my greatest fear is that I am of the moment, but because I'm a Barbie, I might be customizable enough that I can survive. Yeah. That's uh, both dark and wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, great. Uh, and finally, uh, Morky Mouse, uh, how are you filled with hope? And something I think, and I'm only getting to this now, and I apologize, I should have thought of this earlier, and I've lost my pen. Um, you have disposable companions with you, so I'd also like to hear... I'm going to make you jump through some hoops, but we've been at this long uh, enough. Fine. I think you can do it. Um, it's not necessarily what they actually think or feel. What does Morky think theirs are? Hey, friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably, probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh... 
third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice. That's right. That address that I totally just said. Go there. Join Dumb Dumbs and Dice. Support the show. It's going to be great. Uh, because you're playing Morky, not them. So to begin with, what's Morky's fear? Uh, Morky's fear, I think it ties back into his thing. With, like His hope is that because he's a classic, he's undeniable. Nobody else has you know 70 years of history right. with the greatest factory next to the actual factory of the product in the world. Uh, so like mm-hmm. he, he thinks that's going to get him over the finish line. And his other hope is that he's got these two dopes that he can just shove down a well if that's what it takes to get across the finish line. You know, he's got a team that he's ready to throw down a well. He's ready. Um, with that in mind, then, do you think you would care what their hopes and or fears are? Uh, I, for some, I think both of them just want to be a happy family with Morky. Like, I feel like they were poorly written on the box. So, like, they just exist to be like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> we're going to be a family with this kid. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um uh, the child, this, I think, is the, is going to be the grandpa. They think of Morky as dead. I've mentioned <laughs> this this a few times. There's a, a wonderful CGI show reboot um, where it's a bunch of people who live in a computer, and the user who is us is their weird, like, demon god who drops games on them. And there's a whole series of, like, people trying to help, and they just suck ass. They're like, we will help you. We will make your boots go faster. He's like, get off my fucking boots. I got to run. And they're like, we're helping. I feel like they're just that for you. They just like, theoretically, if you didn't want to be um, chosen, you could actually have a really nice life with uh, Minky and Gorfi. Um, but you just got to fly too close to the sun with those waxen wings. Um, okay. I love that. Uh, any final thoughts uh, before you are made? All right. Excellent. Um, the man in red uh, finishes sipping his cocoa uh, from the oddly and specifically shaped goblet uh, and places it down in a huff, uh, takes one last long drag off his pipe and just does a full Gandalf, like blows smoke out through his nose and mouth at the same time. But when Ian McKellen does it, it's like really charming and awesome. Um, this just looks like exhaust being consumed by the car that created it. Um and Gandalf is played by Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like succession <laughs> level Brian Cox. Um, and uh, with a, uh, a, a, a an ancient creaking, uh, the man in red stands, uh, looks at uh, the letter, and um, in a, a low snarl just says, it's on you now, elves, and tosses the letter into the fire. Um, where like all the other letters before uh, it bursts into a a delightful red and green sparkly mist and slowly that mist spirals up through the chimney out onto the air and drifts down from Santa's palatial mansion on the the gentle chilling breeze of the North Pole into the elven labor camps where the sound of, of tools clanging metal and a, uh, a slow, sad dirge can be heard. Um, <laughs> on the air, uh, the elves in one voice, one defeated, rather tired voice, sing, 
Tink Tink Toy Maker. Tink Toy Maker Tink. Work that chisel with vigor, Toy Maker, because Toy Maker keep on making. As they just continue their endless struggle of fulfilling the wishes of good little children, like the one who desires you. From the minute your essence shimmering through the sky is sucked down into an ancient growling vacuum we're talking like those the things you'd use in like a brave little toaster movie to be the the villain um just these dirty industrial heavy metal uh instruments uh suddenly the 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 charm and and beauty of of drifting through the air um instead becomes like a a modern times uh buster keaton nightmare as you're pulled through gears um, uh, through a sooty vent um, that for some reason has a single discarded small shoe in it um, and sucked out into uh, Camp 01A5 where you will become toys. Welcome to Ring 2, the workshop. This is the moment of your creation. I'll ask the three of you to give reason to your nature. How do these features come together? Um, We have discussed what each of you are in theory, but of course the magic of the Christmas elven labor camps is that you are built individually. Uh, None of you are coming off a factory line because you're Christmas toys, goddammit, and that makes you special. Um, So keeping in mind um, the the, the team of elves that is slowly assembling you is the green glow and aura of their tiny lamps uh, casts light upon it. Um, describe what the process of coming into being feels like for you. And then I'm going to want to hear in your character voice, uh, the first thought that you have as a sentient creature. Uh, let's go in reverse order this time. Uh, Morky, we'll start with you. Uh, I think, cause it's like, I think he ends up being made of like a rubberized compound. So first it's just like molds being created. It's like the idea is just being formed in a room and the smoke is just kind of like solidifying and flowing around. And then they put it together and heat something up and it just bubbles a little bit. It's like feeling bubbles. And then it pours into this mold and it's there and it's just kind of solid and it's different. And then there's just like, some three sharp moments of pain as the two arms are separated from the body and the head is separated so that it can turn. This is like, ah, (laughs) they pull it away and the toy just kind of falls out directly on his face. It's like, Oh, I made it. (laughs) Excellent. Um, I love that. Uh, Laura, how does 2020 Barbie come to be? Um, I think because hmm. so I, I think what happens is like she kind of feels like kind of a weird like something clicks into place kind of like at her neck and she's just like just kind of like a, oh I'm alive and then like oh I'm alive as like she feels like her arms and legs being like snapped on as like the pieces are coming into place right and, i love that you and, have like the opposite experience of morky who's like they built yeah. me as one thing and then cut them off and you're like being assembled like a fucking like megazord yeah it's like oh good sorry i cut you off what are you gonna say no that's that's pretty much it <laughs> it's, I love it's, it. it's, it's just like oh hopeful like oh this is this is consciousness and then like oh god this is consciousness 
story of my life. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, um, what is the, uh, the forming formation of, of Tafty? Uh, I think it's that, that magical essence being sucked into this machine and kind of pumped through a series of bellows and things like that. Um, and being mixed with like, uh, or suffused with some sort of like sugary edible paint and then just kind of shotgun blasted onto a stretched out wad of boiling sugar uh, as it's then like constantly threaded and kneaded. Uh, and so there's just kind of like horrifying animalistic screaming as I'm brought to life uh, in a completely disfigured and unrecognizable form and then slowly assembled into a vaguely presidential shape. Um, Guy Bradford, uh, as the elf who is slowly forcing uh, Tafty together, um, what uh, what's your kind of mantra as you, you make this tasty, tasty president? Mm, how can I add more pain? Mm. <laughs> Donovan, uh, where's the acids? Oh, sorry, boss. They're in the back. Hang on. Okay. Uh, uh, so Donovan runs to get the uh, get get the acids as you you continue. Uh, uh, guy, what's the name of your weird pain elf? Uh, uh, <laughs> just Rory. Rory's Rory. a, Rory's a really shitty name for <laughs> for like for like a little Hellraiser kid. So just Rory. Right. So Rory the pain elf uh, yeah, continues Rory. to uh, mm. to to spin Tafty together. Oh. Uh, Tafty, what is your what is your first uh, sentiment um, or first thought as you you come to life? Uh, just just the relief of the the process of my making coming to an end. Uh, just. Just the screaming subsides into like a sigh, like, oh, oh, that's better. <laughs> and then I'm and then I'm fine. Uh, Rory, uh, how do you feel when the toy is actually built, given that your joy seems to be the pain of the process? Uh, you know, yeah. Sorry, repeat the question. <laughs> yeah, no worries, but, um, <laughs> given that your your greatest joys is uh, causing pain uh, to to toys you're making. Um, I imagine it's got to be a bit of a letdown when the toy's actually made. Uh, yeah, yeah. The journey is better than the destination, really. When it comes to this uh, vocation of mine. Oh wait, almost forgot his presidential bow tie. <laughs> and then I just get <laughs> just jab it into his neck. Little, yeah, yeah a little pain pin. associated with the bow tie. Yeah, it's actually it's just a cute little candy okay, bow tie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, well, Rory you. contains multitudes. Yeah. You know, he's not just the pain elf. Yeah, uh, he's also a sartorially intelligent elf. Um, okay, I love it. Um, fantastic. So um, the three of you uh, come into consciousness as the, the finishing touches are added to each of you, whether it's accessories or paint jobs, adorable bow ties. Um, but of course, uh, with a, a, a populist force to work in uh, the, the mystical, uh, cheerful Christmas labor camps, uh, things go wrong in the creation of all three of you. So I need a ruin roll from each of you, please. Um, now, each of you has uh, what's known as a ruin score. Ruin is how much you've succumbed to the whims of the child or to Christmas spirit in general. Uh, once you reach a ruin of six, I'm the captain now. Uh, your character becomes an NPC under my control um, and uh, bad news bears. Um, 
all of you will have uh, a rune of one to begin. However, uh, as I know, one of you specifically, Tyler, has already done. <laughs> Uh, you can take additional advantages by giving yourself higher ruin. Um, so, uh, similar to uh, our uh, Call of Cthulhu games, um, uh, your goal is to roll under uh, your ruin, or you add more ruin. So, actually, Tyler, you're in a good position to not get fucked by this. <laughs> we'll see. Whereas, yeah, it might just be an uh, early night for me. You're so, sweet, <laughs> Morky, and Barbie. So... If I have a ruin of three, which I do, because I oh, have okay. two expendable sidekicks, uh, okay. I need to roll under three or three or less. Well, I'll give you three or less. Okay, It'll be, be generous because it's the second ring. We've got a few to go. Dope. Roll to one. Morky's doing all right. Great. So, Tom, sorry, remind me what I'm rolling. Just uh, one? You're rolling a single d6 um, oh, okay. of your your spooky future Allen sad dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is your ruin right now? Um. Uh, two. Two. Okay. So you want to be a two or less. So two or one. Okay. I got a five. Excellent. Um, so higher you, than two. It is. It is. I may be bad at math. Like two, but it's, it's not. But I got that down. <laughs> um, so uh, 2020 Barbie, unfortunately, there is a manufacturing defect in the creation of you. Uh, Tafty, what did you roll? Uh, I rolled a three. So I'm, so I'm safe because my right. ruin is four. Um, all right, so um, Laura, go ahead and roll me a d6, please, to determine what goes wrong. Okay. Five, again. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Uh, Claire, uh, you are Blister Pack Elf, and your job is to put all good 2020 toys in their appropriate toy packaging. What did you do wrong when you were putting 2020 Barbie in her 2020 Barbie box? Oh gosh. Um, I. And what's your uh, name? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the name's, uh, the name's Frank. Um, you know, I'm, I, I don't have the best eyesight and uh, well, <laughs> I gave her the wrong emotional support animal. In the box. Okay, what uh, what emotional support animal was supposed to be in the box, and what did she get? It was supposed to be a nice little puppy, but she got a porcupine. I'm real sorry about that, miss. Which also means that some kid who's looking forward to, like, kind of banal animal box is going to get, like, a dog instead of a porcupine, uh, which will be greatly disappointing. Um, wow. Frank, the blister pack elf, um... Is your deal that you like should wear glasses and refuse to? Like you said, your eyesight's bad. Like, what, what, oh no, uh, it's just Santa wears glasses and he's got the monopoly on that, so uh, I'm not allowed. Oh damn! Okay, <laughs> very good. So um, you uh, you stuff that in um, 2020 Barbie. Um, you realize as uh, your um, smooth leg is uh, jabbed by by spikes. Uh, that your adorable support canine is not in here. What do you say to Frank as he closes the box? Um, I think it's just like a horror of like, like, why would you do this to me? Frank, I do you say anything? Enough. Or do you close the box? I just say, enjoy your dog and close <laughs> the box. <laughs> Such is life in the labor camp. Um... <laughs> 
Okay. Um, so, um, having been forced into being, um, the three of you, uh, end up in a, um, uh, a pile that's clearly going to be sorted. Uh, we've now entered the, uh, wacky sorting phase, um, to get you all ready. Um, no, uh, 2020 Barbie, we've established that you do have a box, uh, that you will need to get back into in order to be properly loaded on the sleigh, but you can get out and walk around. You're not just stuck in a blister pack. Uh, um, oh, that's nice. The whole ride. Um, essentially the way to think of this is, uh, Toy Story rules apply in that, uh, to be picked by the child, you have to pretend you're a toy on Christmas day, which is ring okay. five, our grand finale. Till then, you got a lot of leeway. We will assume that all of your your packages are wrapped in some way, unless you feel like you wouldn't have packaging. Uh, Tafty, I think your packaging would be pretty important to you because it's the one place you can guarantee you will not get dirty. Um, Morky, um, Darzny's pretty good at just like sticking a tag somewhere on the toy, unless you're like a weird, slightly lumpier action figure because they're not as good at making action figures as other action figure companies. I collect a lot of action figures. Um, what do you think uh, Morky's packaging looks like? So I think, yeah, if, if Morky was on his own, it would just be a sticker. But I think because it's Morky and Minky and Gorfy, uh, it's one of those, like they do those like horizontal boxes with like three figures with a clear yeah, plastic yeah, yeah. front where they're like strapped into their pose or whatever. So he's he's in the middle, you know, Morky's front and center. Uh, and then Minky's off to the side being kind of cute but weird, and Gorfi is crazy off to the left. It occurs to me we should probably take a second here to, uh, we know what Morky looks like. Uh, can you describe Minky and Gorfi, please? Yeah, Minky is accidentally three times the size of Morky, uh, <laughs> as though they had taken, like, a molded, uh, like, a wrestling figure and just put Morky's head on Minky as well. Yep. Uh, and then Gorfi... Uh, is very clearly uh, one of the the like uh, nativity scene camels, um, but also with a Morky head. Like they've done just a three head on three different toys that were not correctly put together, and that's the set. Man, I, I was gonna try and bring in some like Sid from Toy Story bullshit later, but I mean, you beat me to the body horror, there man. Congrats, <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll. Uh, that's fucked. Uh, so uh, uh, the three and a half i'm not going to count them as individual characters three and a half of you um actually have a moment together um so here's a weird thing you all know you you will be picked by the child um you also weirdly having been uh created through this mystical process um have an awareness of the man in red he exists very large in in your minds even though you've never met him because he was born you were born of his brain he he exists very clearly to you um, the three of you know, uh, we'll say there is a, um, uh, a security elf, uh, who wanders by, uh, guy, what does the security elf look like? Who would play him in a movie? Uh, uh, it'd be, uh, Ron Howard. No, Tony Shalhoub, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Okay, great. What's security elf's name? <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. It's just, it's Tony, it's just yeah. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, his rank is monk. Um, <laughs> So uh, Tony Shalhoub elf uh, walks by um, and uh, explains uh, that um, tomorrow morning, uh, or I mean later tonight, I guess, because it's Christmas Eve, tomorrow morning. What the fuck am I doing? Stupid D&D brain trying to make days. 
Um, in uh, in an hour, um, you will have to be uh, at the uh, Candy Cane Concourse um, for the sleigh ride, uh, where you will be uh, brought to the home of the child. Um, and around you, there are various other toys who are are celebrating. Like this is very much kind of like a um, hey, that's great, you all arrived at camp. Like things will start tomorrow, but you got some downtime, so you know, like find a bunk and. I don't know, camp stuff. Um, you have a little bit of time between now and uh, when you have to go. Now, an hour isn't a whole lot in real people time, but in weird toy time, it's a fucking age. Um, so you do have a bit of time uh, to uh, to futz around um, here uh, before we take off. Um, we're going to break this up into two phases. Um, what I'd like to do now um, is... Uh, deal with the introduction of, of the three of you to each other as Tony Shalubelf explains all of this. Uh, and then um, after uh, next episode slash after our break, we'll deal with what you actually go and do uh, in the North Pole before, before you have to leave. Um, so the three of you um, listen to Tony Shalubelf. He's uh, charming while also bumbling, but also endearing, but also forceful. Uh, he's going to just get a, bag of fucking Emmys for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, he should have gotten an Oscar for Men in Black, but, you know, now he's a security elf in a game run by a weirdo in Toronto. Um, so Tony Shlubelf explains all this, and uh, the three of you realize you're all going to the same house uh, alongside some other toys who we'll get into soon. Uh, but um, the, uh, the three of you uh, find yourselves kind of stacked next to each other and have a chance to uh, introduce yourselves. So on that note, uh, party, introduce yourselves to each other. Well, hello everyone. I'm uh, William Howard Tafty. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you all gathered around the Christmas tree or in the stocking, and uh, may may the best toy win. I I've um I've got my mask on, and I'm just like. Can you please like back up? Just like at least six feet, please. I'm oh. twenty twenty Barbie. Yes, of course, of course. I will say, uh, based on my knowledge of Warhammer, six feet in toy terms is probably like an inch. Okay, <laughs> an extra. It's, inch. A, it's a relative. He six was already feet. like four <laughs> inches away, so he just steps yeah. two inches. It's further probably away. six inches. Yes. It's like a hand span. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! So we're all here, and it looks like there's a bunch of different toys going to this child's house. One thing I know is I'm the best toy, and you guys seem okay. But the one thing I know from deep down in my heart, where I see, a, you know, a man with a mustache and questionable feelings about the Nazis, uh, what I know from him is you've got to take out the competition. And it seems like we've got a lot, so I was thinking maybe we could form an alliance. Isn't that right, Mickey? Minky. And what about you, Gorfi? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's why I need to team up with other people. Uh, would you guys like to team up? We can take out the other toys. Well, uh... I'll, I'll kill anyone if it means I survive. Oh, wow. I'm going <laughs> to oh, keep an eye oh, on wow. you. Oh, <laughs> wow. Taft says as well. Admittedly, there is no doubt in my mind that 2020 Barbie is like every Karen at every Whole Foods who's like, I will fucking murder you so I can buy my asparagus water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we should team up right up front. Thoughts? 
I, uh, I, I agree, yes. This sounds like a good idea to me. Yes, let's kill the rest of them, together. Wow, and... I thought this was going to be a tougher sell. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> There's one thing the Christmas season has taught us. Nothing is a hard sell at Christmas. And with that, a fateful alliance was made. One that would lead to several deaths and ultimately to a series of betrayals at the foot of the child. Our Pick Me Trophy Dark Incursion adventure features our GM, Tom McGee, players Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, and Laura Elizabeth, and our very special guests, Guy Bradford and Claire Blackwood. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R, on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.